Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. And I'm so, so excited, so happy. I was walking around the house yesterday, and my wife even said, like, I haven't seen you like this in a really long time. And it's been a long time since I've been this excited over a sporting event. But the Steelers are in. The Steelers are in the playoffs. And I talked about how I would be breaking down the game against the Ravens on Monday. And I did the winners and losers podcast over the weekend on Sunday is when it ran. If you missed it, go back and check it out. Still good. But I'm not doing that. Man, screw that 17 to 10 win. That was fantastic. And we are giving away a t-shirt. So make sure you're on the lookout for the victory giveaway tweet today, Monday morning. Steel Curtain Network. You got to follow them on Twitter. You can find me and I can, I will retweet that tweet as well, but you got to find me. We're giving away a free shirt. So we are still celebrating that week 18 win. Oh, Ravens. They got the Steelers to 10 and seven, but the Steelers are in the playoffs. I cannot believe it. They are in the playoffs and the way that they did it. I'm not going to say I predicted it, but I kind of predicted it. Uh, I think it was when the, either the NFL whip around that I do with coach KT Smith on the FFSN NFL feed, or maybe it was on Pez's Picks, which you can find that podcast wherever you get your podcast by searching Pez's Picks. It's our gambling podcast. And I said, if I, hey, the Steelers, they want Trevor Lawrence to play in the game. I said, he has a tendency to turn the ball over. If there's any way that the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game, they're going to need extra possessions. And I also said on the Steelers preview on Thursday that they're also going to need uh, players like Ryan Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Derrick Henry to have big games. All three did, even though Tannehill's interception in the fourth quarter was uh, gut-wrenching. I thought that was it, but they win, and the Steelers are in. Now, i got to be honest. I don't know who the Steelers are going to play because I'm not staying up until 1230, o'clock, 12.30 in, in the morning, I should say, and to know what happens with Buffalo and Miami. There was a chance I was going to, but I don't have to now. The Steelers are in the postseason. One of two things is going to happen. They're either going to go to Kansas City or they're going to go to Buffalo, one or the other. And in which case, we will break this down every which way and sideways leading up to the game. By the time you hear this, you probably know when the Steelers play, who they play. So that's why I'm not going to be talking specifically about an opponent or anything like that. We do have some news outside of the giveaway, the shirt giveaway. Do some some news to talk about. We're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to talk a lot about how the Steelers are playing with house money entering the playoffs. So first and foremost, TJ Watt. TJ Watt's got to be sick to his stomach. You know, it's been a while since he's been in a playoff game. The Steelers finally get there, and it doesn't look like he's going to be able to participate, at least in this week. So TJ Watt's a different beast. He's a different animal. Maybe he does find a way to get back on the field, but if I'm a betting man, I'm not betting on TJ Watt playing. No way, not at all. Um, if I'm a betting man, I'm I'm looking at TJ Watt as out for at least two weeks before we even consider it. We'll find out more officially from the Steelers when Mike Tomlin gets to the meet, gets to the podium and speaks to the media. But his brother JJ was the one that tweeted out that it was an MCL sprain, no surgery needed. 
no structural ligament damage done and that uh some rest was is all he needs that's great that's great news that's fantastic news not for this playoff run but for his longevity for his career for 2024 that season it's great news it sucks right now but it's also great news something that's kind of a caveat where if, if you lose tj watts like okay you lose the best defender in the game in my opinion but what do you get back well demonte kz is now eligible to return yeah that guy he is eligible to return you would think that minka fitzpatrick will be good to go you would think that Trenton Thompson would be good to go. The Steelers secondary is getting some help back. Uh, Landon Roberts was able to play on Saturday, so he's going to have hopefully no ill effects of that game, and he's going to be able to play. Miles Jack, Eric Rowe. This this defense looks different, but they're getting the job done. KZ coming back, I think, is a big, big get for the Steelers. Uh, he gives them a physical presence. Some will call him dirty. I, okay, that's fine. You can. His history is his history. But I will say that just his ability to play center field, but also to be physical, like Patrick Peterson did a great job at safety, but he is not a physical player, not at this stage in his career. So if you want to have a Minka Fitzpatrick, Trenton Thompson, DeMonte KZ, three safety look, you could absolutely do that. And I think that could be interesting. And then that allows Patrick Peterson to go back to corner. You have less Levi Wallace, I think, in the long run. That's probably the best bet. Now, some other fun facts that we learned over the weekend. This was interesting. I actually, this was beyond interesting. This was mind-blowing to me. For the first time since 1935, I'll say that again. For the first time since 1935, the NFL had a division where all teams in the division finished with a winning record. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Cleveland Browns, finishing 9-8. and eight. So since 1935, it's the first time in an entire division, every single team finished with a winning record. And that's pretty remarkable on all fronts. Yes, you can talk about the three teams that made the playoffs, but even the Bengals to win nine games with the vast majority of the season without Joe Burrow is a testament to them. I can't stand them, but you got to give them props and say, hey, kudos. You got to say kudos. Uh, so that was interesting. Interesting fact. Also, Trent Jordan Watt, TJ Watt, He's he leads the NFL in sacks in 2023 with 19. He had two in the game against Baltimore. Maybe could have had three and gotten to 20, but nonetheless, uh, no one else that was close to him is making up the ground. Therefore, TJ Watt, he's leading the he led the NFL in sacks for the third time. Now, since the NFL started recording sacks as an official statistic in 1982, this is the first time that has ever happened. Only two players had done it twice, his brother J.J. and Reggie White. T.J. Watt is the first player in NFL history to lead the league in sacks three years. That is a remarkable feat. And yet somehow, some way, people want to say that Miles Garrett should be Defensive Player of the Year. I don't get it. It's not all about sacks. You look at all the other statistics. It's very, very interesting. So there's your news. There's your news. I have a lot to talk about as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into the playoffs. And we're just going to do this all in one fell swoop, but right after this break, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Sorry for the early break, but I did not want to have to take a break during this next part of the show, and that is where the Steelers are entering the playoffs with house money. They are entering the playoffs with house money. They are in. Was watching that game. You know, I a lot of times when the Steelers don't play, to give you a glimpse into my life, I'm typically doing other stuff. So sometimes if it's a regular season, if it's a bye week, you know, I'm maybe maybe my family's going for a hike somewhere. Maybe we're going and doing some stuff together as a family, whatever. I'm still going to keep tabs on games and scores and stuff like that. But a lot of times if there's a game or there are games that I need to watch, uh, I'll be around the house. I'm going to be doing some stuff. I'm going to be getting some stuff done. So I had to patch some walls, had been putting this off forever. My wife's like, hey, can we get these jobs done that we've been waiting on? Yes. So the Steelers season, regular season's over. And I was like, it's going to be good for me to kind of be distracted a little bit. Now I had the Titans because I get Sunday tickets. I got every game. Uh, The Titans and Jaguars game was on. And I never switched games because I didn't care about any other games. The only game that was important. And so I was listening to it a lot. I'm doing work around the house. My kids are coming in. What's the score of the game and all this stuff. And the man, the, the Jaguars are just not playing good football. They fall flat as, as we kind of all expected them to. I, I, at least I did. Some people didn't, but you look at Trevor Lawrence who didn't play well. Uh, you look at the, the turnovers that I mentioned earlier in the show, but then you have the resurgence of the Titans the defense coming, Terrell Edmonds, tip of the cap to him, a man with the big INT. Mike Vrabel, another tip of the cap to a former Steeler. They do the thing, and they make the plays necessary. And I think the Jaguars, if they could go back, they'd probably redo some things. The, the fourth and short at the goal line, instead of kicking the ball, getting the points, hoping that your defense is going to get you the ball back. They went for it, failed. That ended up not, they ended up running out of time. They ended up running out of time. The Jaguars fall flat. And you know what? Some people poo-poo this, and I used to, but it just happens time and time again. The curse of the terrible towel. I said this in the breaking news podcast that myself, Dave, and Brian Davis did uh, after the Steelers officially were in. And I said, somewhere in the ether is Myron Cope. And he's saying, the terrible towel is poised to strike. Because if you don't remember, when the Jacksonville Jaguars came to Acrisher Stadium and beat the Steelers, there was, I don't even remember the guy's name, got the long blonde hair flowing out of his helmet. He grabbed a a terrible towel from a fan and started running around with it and threw it on the ground. And all the Steelers fans were like, man, that's going to come back and haunt you. Like, I hope you realize this. The Titans know. They should remember from back in 2009. They should remember. But maybe the Jaguars don't. I don't know but they end up getting bit by the, the the terrible towel, the curse of the terrible towel. The terrible towel is poised to strike, as Myron Cope used to say. But you know, the funny thing is, the, regardless of who the Steelers play, and regardless of how they got into the playoffs, they have new life. They have new life. A one-game season now commences, and anything can happen in the playoffs. We have seen this time and time again. And at a moment when we thought the Steelers had dug their own grave, not made your bed, got away in it. You just dug your own grave. You lost three straight games, the two win Cardinals at home, the two win Patriots at home, and then get shellacked on the road by the Colts. Everyone said they have dug their own grave. But what no one expected is that they were able to climb out of it. And how did they do that? They climbed out of it with Mason Rudolph at the helm. Mason 
freaking Rudolph at the helm. I still can't believe it. I say it, yet I can't believe it. Mason Rudolph. So there's a lot of people right now that are probably listening and wondering, what are the Steelers going to do at quarterback? You know, Mike Tomlin said last week on Monday when he met with the media that when they asked if you were to make the playoffs, like what would you do with the quarterback? He said, I'm not worried about that right now. We'll worry about that if we need to worry about it. Right now, I'm focused on this upcoming game. We have to take care of our business in Baltimore. Perfect answer. The answer that everyone should have expected. I get it. But at the same time, you're sitting there and you're wondering, well, what are they going to do if they actually do get into the playoffs? Is he potentially going to go back to Kenny Pickett? Now, some fans want that. They think that no player should lose their spot due to injury. And when they're healthy, they get it back. Okay. Those people that think that are not alone. I'm going to be honest. But to me, and this is just my opinion, I don't have insider information or anything like that right now. The Steelers can't go back at this point. They cannot go back at this point. And I brought this up in the podcast with Dave and Brian. It reminds me of, and and Brian's the one that reminded me of the, the year, but I read about this in Bill Cowher's book. That in 1992, the 1992 season, the Steelers were quarterbacked by a man that everyone knows, Neil O'Donnell. And Neil O'Donnell was having a good season until he got hurt. And Bubby Brister came in, and Bubby Brister actually played well and got into the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, with a healthy O'Donnell, Bill Cower went back to O'Donnell. O'Donnell was rusty. He didn't play well. They lose. End of season. He actually says in the book he regrets the decision. He wishes he would have stayed with Brister. Nothing against O'Donnell, but you just ride the hot hand. That's where they are right now. The Steelers have to just continue down this path with the guy that got them there. And no, I'm not forgetting the fact that Kenny Pickett won seven games, I believe, as the starting quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. But you have to go with what got you where you are right now. And that is Mason Rudolph having 30, 34 points in his first start, 30 points in his second start, 17 points in a deluge of rain, cold rain and wind in Baltimore to get you in. Those three wins that everyone said, I'm not so sure when the schedule came out, everyone said, wow, the soft spot, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, they're going to struggle in the final three. They flipped the script. Mason Rudolph's at the helm. You can't go back at this point. Now, if Mason Rudolph, wherever they go to play in the playoffs, whether it's Kansas City or whether it's Buffalo, if Mason Rudolph goes out there and is struggling and throws a couple interceptions early in the game, I would not be shocked if Mike Tomlin pulls the plug and says, Kenny, you're in. He's looking for a spark. Kenny, you're in. And all those people out there that said that the NFL is scripted, if Kenny Pickett were to go into the game and light it up and lead the Steelers to victory, everyone would say, what a script, right? What a script. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. What I am saying is that you have to ride the hot hand. The Steelers got there because of Mason Rudolph down the stretch. You cannot shy away from that. Now we'll hear officially from Mike Tomlin this week, but in my opinion, you cannot turn back now. There's a lot of people right now, and we saw this because we had almost 800 people watching live on that breaking news podcast that Dave and Brian and I did on Sunday afternoon. And there were a lot of people talking about 2005. And I understand that 2005 was a great story. Barely got into the playoffs, seven and five left for dead. We all remember Bill Cower racing the whiteboard one game at a time. 
Started with Chicago. That's the famous snow game with Erlacher and Bettis. We all know those games, right? They go to Minnesota and win. And it's just, they, 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 it was just incredible season. The one thing is, I, I spare me with that talk, though. Every time the Steelers barely get into the playoffs does not mean that it's going to be a 2005-esque team. This team has a lot to prove. And that team had a lot to prove, too. But let's also not forget that that team, that 2005 team, in 2004 was 15-1 and in the regular season and lost in the AFC Championship game. So it wasn't as if they were a team that came from nowhere, no playoff appearances, like in 2004 when they shocked everyone from 2003, where they finished, I think, 6-10, and got the 11th overall pick, which equated in Ben Roethlisberger in 2004, turned into a 15-1 and season, like I just mentioned. That's not what this is. This team, 2022, I'm sorry, 2023 Steelers, they have a lot to prove. They have a lot to prove. Can they stay hot? Can they continue to play at a high level? Can they continue to run the ball well? Can they continue to have a solid third down performance from the offense? Can the defense remain opportunistic and get those key takeaways in key moments? Can they stay hot? That's going to be the ongoing question this week. We shall see. But you know what? Unlike in 2022, going back to last year, think about how that year ended. Think about the Steelers last year starting two and six. They go to Kenny Pickett in week four at halftime, and we all know how that progresses. They finish the season seven and two. They're nine and eight, and they just miss out on the postseason. But everyone was left wondering, what if? What if they would have gotten in? Could they have made a run? They were playing good football. They're playing great football. Could they have gotten in? And some would say yes. Some would say no. Someone would say whatever they feel, it's fine. But unlike last year, this team is going to get a chance to see what they can do. They're going to get that opportunity. I don't think anyone is satisfied with just getting in. I don't. I said this multiple times. I'll say it again. No one that listens to me, no one that follows this team, no one that roots for the Steelers is interested in participation trophies, and neither is Mike Tomlin and his team. Getting in is not all that is celebrated. You need to win a game. Right now, there are two players on the Steelers roster that have won a playoff game. Cameron Hayward, Chris Boswell. That is it. The last time the Steelers won a game in Arrowhead, not against Patrick Mahomes, against Alex Smith, when Chris Boswell kicked six field goals to win. And I don't know if y'all remember that. That was the game after the game. Antonio Brown did the Facebook Live in the locker room. Yeah, that was a disaster after that. But still, that's the last time they won a playoff game. So these players, getting there is not enough. Sure, is it going to be experience for this young rookie class and these young second-year players? Yeah, it's going to be an experience. But you got to win one of these games. No one is looking for a participation trophy. Sadly, there's not. It's, it's unlikely that TJ Watt's going to be able to play. That, that really sucks. But this is also an important part of the process. This is an important part of the Steelers sculpting what this team is going to become. Now, I know there's huge question marks at quarterback. I know that there's huge question marks on the offensive line and Cam Hayward's future. We will address all that whenever this season ends. But part of this process is this team having to figure it out. This team having to find a way, even when most people don't think that they deserve it. 
There's people out there right now, I'm sure, in front of a microphone saying the Steelers are going to be one and done again. They're not even, they shouldn't even be there. You lose to the Cardinals, you lose to the Patriots, two win teams in a five-day span, both at home. You don't deserve it. Well, you beat the Bengals at home, and they were hot at the time. You go to Seattle and win. You go to Baltimore and win. I'd say you deserve it. So this is all part of the process. We talked about the rebuild, the rebuilding process. Can how you finish the season actually play a role? Can how you play in the playoffs actually play a role in the acceleration or regression of said rebuild? I think so. I think it can. I absolutely think it can. It can be the difference between looking like you're one player away compared to you're not even close. Not even close. And we'll address that in the offseason as well. The one thing I want to bring up, though, before I finish this up, I would love to know, and unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever be privy to this information. I would love to know why it is that in the last two years, it has taken so long for this team to start go, getting going. Think back to last year, two and six. We talked about it. They come out of the bye, and that's when they start talking about, we're going to protect the football, and we are going to run it. And that's exactly what they do. And they play games that are they're controlling the time of possession. They're not scoring the points, but they're winning games. But it still took them half a season to figure this out. This year, they were winning games, but it wasn't it wasn't it. It's just not it. It wasn't what we are exposed to supposed to see from a playoff team. It's not what we're supposed to see from a team that's supposed to be dynamic. It's definitely not what we saw in the preseason. What is taking so long? Now, some will point to Matt Canada and his time with the team and say, well, he's gone. And since he's gone, this is now when the Steelers actually are able to structure a plan that's more, that's going to help them actually succeed. And that could be it. Maybe that is it. Maybe it's the quarterback. Maybe it was the fact that Kenny Pickett had to find his own way last season, and that took time. And maybe it was the fact that Kenny Pickett gets hurt and the Steelers had to find their own way again, this time with Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan finding their own way now as the dual offensive coordinator and play caller. Whatever the case is, in 2024, whoever is the quarterback, whoever is the offensive coordinator, they need to find a way to not have to wait an entire half of a season to find quote-unquote it. They can't wait an entire half of a season for an offensive line to gel. They can't wait for a running game to start to figure it out until week 13, 14, or 15. They need to have a quarterback that doesn't need to warm to the task, meaning half of a season, until they start to get it right. They need to figure that out. But right now, they are entering the postseason, excuse me, with what I call house money. House money. Now, you might be listening, and maybe you're younger, or maybe you're just not someone that's into the gambling world or anything like that and casinos, and you're like, Jeff, what is house money? What are you talking about? So house money is a term when the gambling that you're doing or whatever you're doing is on the house. So in other words, if let's say you get a room comped, and, and you, hey, that comes with free room service. 
So when you're talking about calling down to room service and you want that filet and you're looking at that, uh, the cake, give me the double fudge cake, whatever it is you want as as lavish as you can get. Why? Cause who's paying for it? The house is paying for it. You're not paying for it. The house is now when you're talking about playing with house money. That's when whatever gambling you're doing, blackjack table, craps table, the house is paying for it. So you're gambling with house money. Let's bet the house because the house is paying for it. You can have no pressure in that situation. You're not expected to do anything. So for the Steelers, when I say they're going into the playoffs with house money, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm bringing up and I'm having one of my employees say, I want you to go back, go on social media. I want you to find every bad thing that a national media syndicated person ever said about the Steelers and put it into a cut up. So give me Stephen A. Smith saying that they're done, it's over, whatever. Go to Merrill Hodge even in Pittsburgh on the radio. Cut it up, put it in the put it in the montage. Get uh, anyone else, any number of Shannon Sharp went off on him. I mean, I, I could literally run down the list. Colin Coward, good lord, you could do a whole cut up just of him. Get them all together. Give me this three to five minute video and show it to the team. Show it to the team and say, this is what they're saying about us. This is what they're saying about every single one of you, and that includes me, the head coach. And so no one's expecting us to do anything. Going to Kansas City, going to Buffalo, we are underdogs in either setting. So if there's anything that we should have in the back of our minds is that let's go in there and let's shock the world. Let's go in there and play with house money. Let's go in there and play a carefree style of game because the pressure is not on us. The pressure is on them. The pressure is on them to win. They are the ones that are favored. They are the ones at home. We are the ones going into their house and we're the ones that are going to do damage. Can they get it done? They don't have the pressure. The only pressure they have is the pressure they're putting on themselves. Other than that, let's see what this team can do. Because like I said earlier in the show, once you get into the playoffs, anything is possible. All you got to do is get in. And as Myron Cope would always say, the terrible towel is poised to strike. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a great week. And I'm going to have a lot of stuff for you that I'm hoping, you know, we're, we're going to hopefully get behind enemy lines for Friday. Wednesday, we got the mailbag. So on Tuesday, be on the lookout for that tweet. I'm sure you all have a lot of questions about this upcoming game. It's going to be a lot of fun. And on the NFL side of things, we're going to be doing some previews where myself and some other people at the FFSN NFL feed are going to be previewing each and every game, breaking it down game by game, talking about spreads, totals, injuries, you name it. One by one, we're going to knock these things out of the ballpark. So make sure you check out all of those. We'll definitely be populating the Steelers playoff game onto our feeds. You'll catch that there as well. But go check us out, FFSN space NFL. Listen, take it, check it out. You'll love it. It's not just me. We've got a lot of people contributing. Really great NFL content if you're looking for that type of stuff. Man, the Steelers are in. I can't believe it. They are in. Yes. I went outside. My kids are outside playing in the snow, and I yelled, they're in the playoffs. And all my girls stand up and go, yeah. <laughs> Very memorable experience for me. Very memorable moment. So make sure you're on the lookout for the giveaway tweet today, Monday. Make sure on Tuesday you're looking out for the mailbag tweet. In the meantime, that does it for me, folks. Hope you enjoy this week as much as I will. 
You know, we finished out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. We will see you on Wednesday. Good feelings.